Welcome into the fourth mother box. The cure is what we all need. Um, thank you for joining us today on this beautiful Sunday, wherever you're coming from across these domestic United States. And if anybody listens to us across the pond, thank you so much. Um, we appreciate that. Um, but welcome into the fourth mother box. The apocalypse as the world is turning into dark sides paradise. That's fine. I welcome it at this point. Bring it on. Like, like he can't do any worse job than all the other leaders, right? You know, I feel like we'd actually be, you know, doing something for the good for Dark Side. At least he has a plan, right? He has a purpose. But I am Tom Oakery. Thank you for joining. Follow us online and Instagram at Fourth Mother Box. That's where we're most active. I'd like to talk to you about the topics that we talk about. And not just when I say Henry Cavill's the greatest Superman ever and get the Christopher Reeve fanboys who are looking at the hashtags. Um, just leave it alone, guys. Like Cavill's living in your head rent free. You got your way. Go fuck off. Um, but joining me as always, my co-host all the way from Midwest's favorite armpit town, Chicago, Kyle Cosentino. Kyle, how the fuck are you today? You know, I've said it once, and I'll say it again. We need another new Metallica song. Where is it? Oh, ooh, good, yeah, good question to start off. So you and I, I, I think you and I were just chatting about this over text a couple of weeks ago, if not maybe a week ago. You know, we got Lux Eterna on November 28th, and it is now January 15th, um, and happy Martin Luther King Day, everybody, tomorrow. Hope you have the day off. Um, that man's earned it. Uh, so, um, long, you know, you know, you know, quick story, it took Arizona a long time to recognize that as a holiday. It's kind of, it's kind of fucked up, so, and that's coming for somebody who used to live in that state. So, I'm all over the place today, everybody, but um, I remember when they released Hardwired, Kyle, um, in t- uh, 2016, like the first single, and then announced the album Hardwired to Self Destruct. It was like exactly 90 days out from when the album was supposed to drop. Like, uh, it dropped August 18th, and then September, October, November 18th on Kirk Hammett's birthday is when Hardwired to Self Destruct released. And then we got Atlas Rise. No, I'm sorry, we got Moth in the Flame in September, like the end of September. I think it was like 41 days in between the sh- songs, or 42. And we are way past that point now for 72 seasons. So, you got any bold predictions to make? Uh, I mean, it, it kind of seems like they do it randomly. And um, I don't know. We're, we're kind of nearing the two-month mark, which is crazy. It's going to get there, yeah. It is crazy. So, at least they... Well, how long has it been? It's, 2016 was hardwired, right? Yes. So... Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of on cue a little bit, like around eight years, right? Eight, yeah, nine years? It'll just be short of eight years, right? Just, just a, no, or is it just a shadow? A tad short of um, seven years. So it's, yeah, if, it'll be just a tad short of seven years, I believe. Because if 72 Scenes is coming out April 14th, which is less than three months away, Kyle, officially. As of yesterday, less than three months away. Can you believe that? Christ. Man. I don't know. It's it's shaping up to be a good year because we got all these like great video games coming out oh. and then uh, we got we got a good slate of movies. We do. And uh, you know, and we have uh, something that rarely, rarely happens, a new Metallica album. So I'm I'm beyond excited. So hopefully this means twenty twenty three is gonna be the year of all years. Man. God, I would love if you and I were 
together when 72 seasons dropped we could listen to it and react on, like on fourth mother box we could record like a 10-hour podcast oh that'd be so fun make it happen yeah make it happen we'll go on tron. well we'll go on tron what's wait what's the official day, what's the official day that it comes out 72 seasons yes friday april 14th hmm now i'm thinking of the last couple of years since maybe 2019 haven't i been somewhere during that month yes sir you have the exception of maybe one yes ex- ex- with the exception of one maybe stupid really ridiculous year Yes, sir, you have. And that place, um, if I turn my head slightly, slightly right, I'm looking directly at it. You want to tell us what place that is? Well, it is the magical and wonderful world of Walt Disney. Now, there's been some updates uh, that you've shared with me, and we're going to get into that today. So We are. Um, sounds, like some, sounds like some good things. Yes. I, I think I read, there's, there's, which I couldn't believe. Now, there's got to be some stipulation to this. There is no parking fee at the at Walt Disney World. Did I read that wrong? No, no, you read that correctly, and this was crazy because this onslaught of news from Disney this week just came out of nowhere. Um, I think it was just the Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember if it was the day we recorded Jedi Talk or the day before. Um, they came hot with this right away, and they're like immediately. We're removing all parking fees related to guests who are staying at the resorts. And, like, that was... I remember when this got announced that they were charging this, people were just throwing fits. And rightfully so. You're already paying thousands upon thousands of dollars to stay at the resort. Park tickets, park hoppers, food, you know, Genie Plus, and, you know, and all, everything else that goes in with that. And then Disney's going to charge you for parking just to make up for what they lost during the, the pandemic. Um, not a good look, Disney, but step in the right direction just like you were saying Kyle it, they made it done immediately and the thing that was craziest is in the article they said you know and this is I think this is a big like public perception step like whatever you want to think about Disney but they said like in an effort to help you with expensive trips and you know alleviate the cost anymore we're taking this away to make it more affordable and I'm like alright yeah, like, at least they know that calling themselves out on what they did but you know what? Is this really that big of a loss for them? Because, I, I don't know, I've been to Disney a million times and never once have I needed to park at the resorts as a resort guest. Like, I mean, you think about it, you go to Florida and, you know, before we had the Magical Express that would just take us to our hotel and then you just take the buses to, you know, the parks or Disney Springs. So I don't see why, like, I guess I just, I mean, unless you're like a Florida resident, um, you know that would, I guess, you know, benefit you uh, those people. But well, this I don't this, know. This this benefits me because Courtney and I love staying at the Disney resorts. You know, there's still resorts we haven't stayed at that we want to. Like later this year, we're doing the cabins at Fort Wilderness campsites, and I, when my dad, stepmom, brother, and sister are coming, I can't wait to do that. Um, cannot wait to do that. I, I I love Fort Wilderness and those campgrounds. It's such a like I'm telling you, people, if you're looking for somewhere to stay on Disney and you don't know where and you're okay with anywhere, and you're even like a little bit of the woodsy type, it's so quiet back there. And then go to Trails End Restaurant. It's it's one of my top five on property. Um, is, is Trails End that one where they like, where they gave me the giant Coke? No, no, you're thinking of uh, Whispering Canyon. 
okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's still one of my like aesthetically favorite resorts because it's it looks like a big like log cabin. You know, it's 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 fucking amazing. And then the ones you're talking about, they're like they're like separate than that, right? Yes. Yeah. They're, they're like on the separate, same property. Like, really big. Yeah. Right. So it's like really big log cabins. Those I've seen pictures of those. Those are. Those look fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm, the price isn't the price isn't fantastic, but <laughs> actually, but it looks fantastic. You might be thinking of something else because the one we're staying in is rather inexpensive. It's not that bad for six people. Um, I'll show you the pictures later, but it's 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 really cool. It's still like on great grounds and stuff. But um, so then Disney just after they jumped from the parking fees gone. Oh, oh, there was one other thing I wanted to say about that. Um, you were right as far as Florida residents go because people, you know, they come from Jacksonville or Tallahassee, which is, you know, several hours north of Orlando. You know, they're not going to just want to drive down for four hours, do the park and then drive back. You know, they're going to stay. And if they were charging them parking, you know, per days, it's probably going to make less people want to go who are local to Florida. Right? Think about all the way down to Miami. Those people who fly, who uh, either or drive up there, right? You know, they're they're not flying because they got a fart and stuff. These resort fatties, Kyle. Yep. That's what we're calling them, resort fatties. Well, in any case, in any case, it's good to see Disney kind of like relaxing something because, I mean, I just gotta wonder, like, you know, is is this, you know, how mu- how much more are they gonna increase their prices? Oh, yeah. I still think like. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that, you know, with inflation, they have to increase their prices. Disney Plus was largely failing, and so they had to increase their prices there, too. But, like, you know, on the parks, I was reading, like, 60-some-odd percent of their revenue comes from the theme parks. Like, are you going to really, like, you know, you know, kind of, like, break our wallets even more? You know, like, you know, almost a $100 price jump is just egregious. Like, that is unbelievable like absolutely ridiculous it is it's, it's absolutely ridiculous it's highway robbery um i'm with you right it's like will the prices jump because of this um man. I, I feel like i feel like you know one last thing that walt disney himself would be spinning in his grave if he's seen this this shit because i feel like he he designed these parks for everybody like so even if you're not like a a one percenter you could still go to these parks and have a family vacation and and still relatively afford it you know what i mean and now it's yeah. just getting to the point where it's like you know i people will really have to budget and really um probably cut their time there significantly just to just to take their family there and it's just a shame you know because i i'll never forget my my uh family vacations to disney world when i was a little kid it's part of the reasons why i love it and i just there's so much nostalgia there and just to go with my family was was such a treat and i'm so like thankful that i got that but like you know i don't know it just it's it's just a shame that's that's what i think yeah that's fair that's fair and we can bug up and down but disney just took the step in the right direction with more um with more announcements i'm gonna get here too in a second but you went from walt disney and i haven't told you this yet but um, or at least I don't think I have. If I did, I'm sorry. Um, but I'm going to repeat and tell to all our guests. Um, my father-in-law uh, has been working on a family tree for as long as I've been in the family, their side of the family with my wife, Courtney. And he just randomly texts Courtney this week. And he goes, Oh, I saw this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Doing the family tree. Um, turns out you're 11th cousins to Walt Disney. So start asking for that you know, discount. Um, and that's pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> 
Just to think that, that. is fucking crazy. Yeah. That's like really, I'm, really I'm cool. kind of curious of I'm kind of curious to see to do that too. What is it like Family Tree or Ancestry.com? Yeah. But then I'm like thinking about like what if you get the wrong person in your family tree? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or you start. Do you, you really want to have that knowledge? Or or you find out that one person from high school it was like your cousin or something? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, or yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on. Um, as an annual pass holder, this news makes me very, very happy. But in the next couple of months, for annual pass holders at Walt Disney World, there will be no park reservations needed for park hopping. So that means, like an annual pass should be, is after work, it's a random Tuesday, and I look to Courtney, or she looks to me and says, let's go to Animal Kingdom, let's go to Studios, let's go to Epcot and grab like a bite and a drink or something for the festival. I don't need a park reservation for that day. I can just up and fucking go. Like, thank God. That is the yeah. closest step we're ta- we've made thus far to getting completely rid of park reservations. So if they're willing to budge on that, hopefully they'll be gone soon. Yeah, that was, that was what was that, the 2021 uh, when I like had to cancel my trip and then I was thinking about coming back. And I couldn't because of those fucking reservations. Oh my like, god! Like I, I don't get. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. And I still believe to this day that they created that, but they didn't change the amount of people that they let in the parks. They really didn't. They absolutely didn't. Because I'm telling you right now, during the pandemic and during my most recent trip last year, it was the same amount of people there. So uh, yeah, no. they, that was all for like. That, that was like, oh, this is our data. We can show it to you. But that wasn't the real data. You know, it's like all companies. They just manipulate their data to yeah. serve their own purpose. And Which I, I get. Like, yeah, I get it too. Ahead. But we were talking on Jedi Talk about this, like the park reservations. And I had never even thought about this till Brad and Evan brought it up. <clears throat> but it's, it's a cost-cutting measure. Because if they say this X amount of people are going to be here today, we only need this amount of cast members. So it's like they're not overstaffing or staffing the right amount to save money to pay people. So it's it's along the lines of every corporation. Like when when they need to, when it's the bottom dollar, the first thing they look to cut are people, wages. Even though they may say they care about their employees, it's like for whatever reason, it's like economics or business one on one with this bullshit. And I'm calling out to the rest of the millennials out there. Guys, we're starting to get in these types of positions at work. If you're in the corporate world, let's start changing the fucking game, okay? We, As millennials, we've been able to eliminate greeting cards. We've been able to eliminate children for some of us because we don't want to have them. We've been able to eliminate some of the cr- stupid social norms. Let's, let's start changing this shit. And I'm being dead serious, but... Um, yeah, park reservations, let's just, let's just get them out of here, right? Let's get them, get them out of here. You know, the attendance has always been in a thing. Um, and speaking... Like, they've never needed this. They never have needed this for, like, ever. Like, since the park has been open. And they've been able to do it somehow. It's Disney World. It's always busy. Like... I know. Um, it's always been... I, I don't know. It's just... You know, the park reservations also are just a way to say... You know, during, you know, during the pandemic, it's like, we're controlling the amount of people who come in for your safety. Oh, whatever, get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah. Um, Disneyland, in like the end of February, they're going to allow their park hoppers to start park hopping at 11 a.m. Now, at Disney World over here, I'm ready for you all to change that too. 
You know, there are times like like yeah. you know, there are times I run to Epcot, just do Guardians, and it's still well before two o'clock. I'd love to go somewhere else. <laughs> you know, although- yeah. When I was there in uh, October, we part we went to three parks in one day, and two parks of which I didn't think we'd get to. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. that was fucking awesome. Hell yeah, that was good stuff. That was good use of uh, the park opera there. Um, so, um, and we got a couple of announcements this week, too, of returns and a grand opening. So I'll start with the one that's coming up first. Um, Happily Ever After, the infamous fireworks show that debuted in 2017, and, like, haven't heard a single person say they don't like this, um, is coming back April 3rd. So, Enchantment disenchantment whatever you want to call it Courtney and I saw it once I have zero desire to go back to see it again uh, it will run until the second and happily ever after will make a triumphant return on the third and then the day after Magic Kingdom's going to be popping in April Tron after what feels like 84 years is finally going to open some big shit yeah yeah about time Right, exactly. I'll be excited to see. That and the train, you know, like I, I know the train isn't a big deal. I know we've talked about this, but I just gotta say, like sometimes, you sometimes at Disney World because it's hot out, because you're walking a shit ton, maybe you've eaten like a the big world's biggest beignet. You need to find a place to just sit down for a minute, you know. And uh, the train is nice because you can see the whole park. And I'm glad that it's it's back. And now we get another ride. I'm I'm kind of curious to like see what else they're gonna do, you know. Does Disney have any more plans for expansion? Because uh, as we've been talking about, like Universal is trailblazing, uh, and Disney World's uh, really being left in the dust. So yeah. Universal just announced an expansion in Texas, and there's no timeline for it. But they've announced an expansion in Texas. Super Nintendo World in California opens up next month, um, and. This looks awesome based on the concept art that we've seen thus far. They're opening like a Halloween Horror Nights extension in Las Vegas. Like 365 days a year of what Universal arguably does the best in Vegas. Like, holy shit. Like, they just... Universal is continuing to win. And Epic Universe is going to open up probably early because this is Universal we're talking about. (laughs) You know, I didn't know that about uh, Halloween Horror Nights in Vegas. I think I saw something about it. Maybe you sent it to me, but that's really fucking awesome. I only went to Vegas like once, and I'm not like a gambler or like a drinker or anything like that, but Vegas is still kind of a cool place to like go. Yeah, I mean, so this is this. I would be really curious to see what they do. And not that I think like Halloween Horror Nights was like super, super impressive when I went. Um, I'd say like their their decorations and um, throughout the park and because I, I remember like walking through it and I'm like wow the decor here is really top notch but I didn't think like the the houses themselves were you know as impressive as I thought it, it, you know again it's like when you have like you know 18 year olds as cast you know as you know some of these um they're called team uh, members, you right? know they, team member okay CMs team members. You know, dressing up, it, it's kind of like, you know, and some of the costumes didn't look terribly great. I saw, like, killer clowns from outer space. Like, there was, like, a section there when I went, and it was fantastic. I mean, it looked amazing. So, like, there were some parts that were really, really good, 
but other parts where I'm just like, wow, I was like, I was just thinking like, you know, because this is universal, because this is like the, you know, like some home to some of like the greatest horror movie franchises, you would get something better than like what you see at Six Flags. But I'm not saying that it was bad though. I'm just saying it's like for the cost of it, like how much, you know, like the, the fast pass for that has always been insane. Like if you want to like get through those haunted houses and I mean, you, in one night you, you'd have to pay like three or $400 and it's just, I don't, yeah. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. But yeah. But in any case, like, you know, the, the decor is on point, you know, and, um, and so is the, the merch too. So that's always cool. But again, uh, this is great to see about Vegas and, and Texas too. Like Texas is, I've never been to Texas and now I'm going to have a reason to go there. So oh, yeah. hopefully Disney, Disney expands as well. And, uh, you know, you could keep doing it in Florida. That's, it's a good place. Don't, don't bring anything to Chicago. Do not bring it here. Um, <laughs> no, we will, we will, ruin, we will ruin that shit. And especially with our, with our winters being what they are. Yeah. No, thanks. The only, I, I believe the only park where it snows in a Disney park and they had snow recently is Disneyland Paris. Um, it'd be cool to kind of go in a park when it snows, but yeah, it doesn't need to you be know, out there. They would, uh, if they brought it to Chicago, it would last a few years and then they would be moving it to Ar- Arlington Heights. <laughs> That's a topical reference because the Bears should and will be moving to Arlington Heights. Um, yeah, the Bears season's over. NFL playoffs are here, so whatever. On to the next. I hope the Bears move out of Soldier Field. But, um, you know, Kyle, right now, Confusion by Metallica is playing in the background. And I can't remember if they played Good. Um, you know, this in and in 2018, well, after from 27 and 2018, you and I saw Metallica a few times, quite a few times, um, on their Hardwired to Self Destruct tour. You know, we saw them in at Soldier Field in June of 2017. Um, and then I caught, the, and then you and I and Joe Miller, Rody Joe, who was also at the Soldier Field show, I'm alongside Tim Marciano, our drummer and Scourge, and Dustin Zapka, who um, kept finding beers somehow. Um, but regardless, um, we uh, also, you and I and Joe went to the Phoenix show uh, in 2017 in August. And then I caught him in San Diego. And then we finally saw him again, their first show indoors um, for like the fall winter tour in 2018 in Madison, Wisconsin. So this is a, this is a pretty good story to tell um, as we continue to talk Metallica because Kyle and I are a giant Metallica fans as we lead the 72 seasons. But um, I was living in Phoenix at the time, and Kyle was not not living where you're at now, um, not terribly too far, but still in the suburbs of Chicago. And um, myself, Kyle, Joe Miller, who's Rody Joe, and Tim Marciano were all planning to go to Metallica and Madison because it was the closest they were going to be to Chicago uh, for that tour, and it was the first show. So I flew in um, and stayed with Kyle. And, you know, we did some shit, you know, did some local stuff. I saw some family and um, Mike Norat, who you, Frosty Mike, came out. Him and I worked out because I was personal trainer at the time, heavy, hardcore personal trainer. I made Mike sweat and fall over when he was throwing a big ball in that gym. So, ha! yes. Um, wish I should have gotten a video of that. But uh, anyway, uh, and then after Kyle and I decided to just, uh, you know, head off and drive off um, to Madison... And uh, my dad and step, my stepmom, brother and sister live in Nina, Wisconsin, and they drove down just to hang out 
and see us we went to like a restaurant nearby so it was like it was a pretty you know it felt like an event kind of weekend um but we finally got that was a really fun weekend it really was it was i loved it i loved every minute of it yeah so like you know i just remember like some of the other guys couldn't do it like you know do the road trip part of it or they had to come later and i'm just like you're missing like part of the not the best part because that was the best part of seeing metallica but it's just this like this is you know the lead up you know what i mean that's just so cool yeah um so then you know we once we kind of get through everything and um kyle and i had you and i bought like uh like a t- like a the, the the cheapest VIP package, which was, and Metallica had like three of them. The Unforgiven package, which is the one we got, which basically, I think you get a poster, and they let you in early, which was all I wanted. Um, and then there but were, they didn't let us in on time. Oh yeah, we're gonna get to that. Um, God, we're gonna get to that. <laughs> and then there was the Whiplash package. I think that's what it was called. Maybe it's Whiplash now, but whatever. It was like the middle tier between the two, which I did in San Diego. Um, and when we, I'd like to talk about that show on a uh, on a future show, and I'll post pictures from it. But I got to play and touch like stage played instruments by the band. Um, and there's a bunch of Metallica memorabilia in the museum. It's really fucking cool. They feed you, and you get early merch, early entry. So it's it's really cool. And then finally. The hardware package, which was they only sold twelve of, which was meeting the band and you know basically going where going wherever you want to go. So Kyle and I had the early entry one, so we were you know t- taking our time, right? If if this was back in the day in like two thousand four, and we had the floor, um, I'd be there at four in the morning, <laughs> um, waiting. I have, you know, we've done that for Metallica before, but it's worth it. So Kyle and I took our time, and. Um, I remember we just, we, you know, you and I went to breakfast or something just nearby the stadium after we parked. And we just, you know, you start running into Metallica fans and you just start talking about stuff. Um, I recall meeting somebody in breakfast and we were talking. I can't remember what exactly we were talking about, but this probably was one of the first pictures I had taken of my arm that day. I swear to God, like that, that weekend, it's like it was like the most anybody like jerked off to my tattoo sleeve. It was fucking crazy. Um, so then we left and then got in line. And Kyle, keep me keep me honest here. We had about maybe six or seven people in front of us. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. <laughs> okay. We waited outside all day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we got there, I don't know. And we were waiting there several, several, several hours. And it was overcast. It was okay. Um, like like weather um, until until it wasn't, and I think we were supposed to be let in at like six thirty or something. And then I swear to God, like five minutes before we were supposed to be let in, the skies just opened up, opened up, and just shit rain on all of us, and we had nowhere to hide. We were soaked. Um, and then they still just didn't continue to let us in. Um, and then they finally let us in, and then we got in line. And then it was still pouring outside, but we were soaked, standing inside a cold, air-conditioned-on, like, basketball uh, stadium. Um, but this was one of the funniest things i ever seen in my life, Kyle. And you and I both turned to the right, and we're looking at a line into the porta potty <laughs> And there was Tim Marciano just standing there with his head down, getting rained on, waiting to go take a Mondo Duke. <laughs> 
Uh, it was a really wet Duke. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was for more reasons than than one. Um, so then, you know, we finally get in, and Kyle and I get right on the rail. Joe and Tim eventually find their way to us, um, and we're like right in front of you know one of the microphones that James would James would come up to and sing at frequently. Um, so Kyle, do you want to kind of regale us on um, the interaction, the opening act, Jim Brewer? and our roadie Joe had? Well, you know, Tom has a, a massive horseshoe stuck up his ass. I swear to God. Because Jim Brewer came out and he was warming up the crowd. And he was... I He wasn't really doing that good. I mean, I like Jim Brewer. I think he's a great comedian. He's a good dude. But, like, I don't... I still don't know why Metallica picked him... To, to do this because like they're like best friends he really was life. just like he was just like bullshitting with everybody and then he's like you know he started going around to people and he's like Metallica was a fruit what kind of fruit would they be and of course Tom gets the microphone and I don't know if you said like mango or something like that and like no, it was I, crazy because yeah. I said apples what did you I, say? like I was trying to be funny I was like apples because they're nutritious like trying to like say that if you ate Metallica they'd be nutritious like it was something stupid he caught me in the moment but yeah he walked right up to me and I was like oh good yeah it was uh it was crazy and then you know after that uh there was some fan who who sounded like he was well under the influence of a, a certain substance oh, several substances um, several several several, sub- yeah. several sub- substances and he continued to yell that Jim Brewer, you suck. Jim Brewer, you suck. I'm pretty sure and, the top level heard it. <laughs> uh, the like the crowd bias, the massive group of people bias, were all like pissing ourselves with laughter because it was just funny as shit. Because Jim Brewer was like right there, and uh, you know Tom and I turned our heads back, and 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 there was our our buddy Roadie Joe. Uh, being the culprit of yelling this this phrase repeatedly and Jim Brewer didn't address it and I'm sure as a comedian you know he probably he that's not the first time he's gotten it, it just comes with the business right right um but it was funnier than fucking shit like that shit was hilarious and I still tell Joe to this day I'm like <laughs> I'm like yeah remember that Madison show and that one fan that kept saying Jim Brewer you suck he's he's my personal hero so <laughs> fucking hilarious yeah jim uh speaking of joe he's also my hero for another story i don't know if you've ever heard this but please go on joe joe dated this um bantha yeah it was uh pretty close to like the closest you can be to a, a bantha okay as a human I, being okay, i know so you dated this bantha yeah. for a significant number of years and she uh this bantha screwed him over oh yeah and he decided to you know, retaliate in the oh, best way that he can. I know this. No, yeah. he didn't like. He didn't like. Um, I don't know. I mean, what what do people do when they're upset? Unfriend them on Facebook or Block get them, them banned? Yeah, I mean, something like that. <laughs> maybe if maybe if they're Tim Marciano, they do that because Tim's you know he likes to get people banned on Facebook, especially on their birthdays or special occasions for things <laughs> that they have uh, clearly done nothing wrong. <laughs> so hard when that happened <laughs> uh, but in any case he didn't retaliate this way okay that's a tim marciano thing he retaliated by 
sending sending her a glitter bomb to her work. Now, if you're not familiar what a glitter bomb is, uh, let me tell you. If if you ever want to get if you ever really want to like um, get revenge on somebody in a way that's non physically violent or anything, but just in a way that just is is going to really ruin your day, send them a glitter bomb. Now, what is a glitter bomb? Glitter bomb is a package that when you open it up, it shoots glitter everywhere. And and if you're familiar with glitter, it it gets all over the place. Like this is the most obnoxious. I don't even know what to call it. Like it's a uh, a fabric, a, a stickers, or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, it's obnoxious, and it gets everywhere. It's basically like you open this, and you have to go home for the day. It's a shot in the face even yeah. porn stars wouldn't like. Yeah, exactly. So um, he did this, and again, uh, another tale that I um, regale quite often, and, and uh, you know, comment on how he's one of my personal heroes for doing this. So if you ever have a significant other that you know needs to have a day home from work, uh, or have a bad day, send them a glitter bomb. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to the Madison show. Back to the Madison show. Uh, so Jim Brewer, you know, he left. Metallica came out. We were like, we were like right there. Tom and I were in two videos. You could see us in the front row for for Whom the Bell Tolls and Cyanide. So if you go on YouTube and you in Google Madison Show 2018, uh, From the Bell Tolls and Cyanide, you'll see our two dumbasses in the front row yelling like maniacs. Um, and then the other cool part of this show was that like, you know, you're right next to the band. And for the first time ever, like I, I got fist bumped by Kirk Hammett twice. I mean, this was, I don't ever foresee myself, um, getting a meet and greet with them. I mean, if I'm so fortunate or, or maybe I hit, you know, the, the lottery or something like, I don't know, but I got a fist bump by him twice. And this was like, you know, from being a fan since I was like 10 years old, this was this this was like one of the highlights of my life by far. So it was a very, very cool show. Um, one of my favorites by far. Yeah, I'm right there with you. This this would be in like my top three, maybe. Um, I think I'm going to rank my shows like on a show. You and I should do that. Rank our favorite Metallica shows that we've attended. It's probably going to take some work. but um, Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I think that would probably be the best one because it's the most memorable. And I, and the other part was, I just, you know, the dedication that we put into that because we stood out in the torrential rain and we were we were unbelievably soaked. Yes. And, you know, just waiting. And then we stood in the same place for like hours. Yeah, hours. And I was and so cold because of we were just wet from the rain. Ugh. I almost like pissed my pants on the rails because, like, you know, it's it's seriously, it is dedication to it sit is. on the rail for a band, and like I thought it would be worth it because I'm just like, well, I'm wet already, so I mean, it might as well as like smell like piss. Oh, I we mean, were it's... wet and ready for Metallica. You got that right. <laughs> I mean, it was literally like the longest I ever held my bladder. I I, I didn't I don't know how I did it, but it's you... uh. It's like this part of our bad. brain that can turn on when we know we're standing in line for Metallica. It's so fucking weird. Like yeah. every show. So whatever. Um, so so after Rody Joe and Jim Brewer had their exchange, um, and look, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of heckling comedians. I mean, it was funny in the moment, and um, it's just not me to heckle the comedians. But like Kyle said, it was it was a fun moment, and I think Jim Brewer handled it very well. He's a you know he's a he's a professional. He's been doing that for several years. Um, 
I feel like the band made mention of it later. They're like, you know, we're trying something out because they they were the only music, you know, they were the only band to play. So it's like that that was kind of cool. Like I love seeing Metallica with that opening act, like the 40th, and that you know that's that's good. Like S and M two, like that was like great Metallica shows. So, um, yeah, Kyle's right. We were like right there by the band. Um, Kirk's little nook where he would come down and rest and. Um, they asked us not to take videos of it, but do you, but do you remember when he was just like getting stretched out and stuff, like in between songs? It's like it's so crazy to see what these guys go through to play, you know. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I guess like you know, it's it's good to see them that they can afford something like that. You know, to have yeah. like physical therapy. There's people who stretch them. Um, I'm just glad that they can continue to do what they do because not a lot of bands can they can do that. So it's it's just like what it is Heck a lot yeah. of good pictures from that show oh my god so many good ones i have a great one of james during can't remember what song but it's perfect i'll i'm, I'm gonna post that like later when he was in, when when he was in the shower yes and yes. you were creeping in his dressing room i was i was creeping dead um so yeah the show gets going and um i've got their set list kyle right here I've gotta make sure my phone um so, uh, so again, like I said, this was the tour for the Hardwired Self-Destruct album. So they opened up like they were doing for the past couple of years, uh, Hardwired and then Atlas Rise. And then they threw Seek and Destroy in super early in the set list. And like, you know it's going to be bomb when they don't close with that. It's like, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> um, and then we get Cyanide, you know, like I was talking to. That was one of the songs that we were in on video. Um, Fade to Black. And then Now That We're Dead. Now That We're Dead is so cool live, especially when in the middle of the song... They all break apart and then play like the drum part, and they were like drumming back and forth. Such a great time. Um, and yeah, hey, Confusion was on this set list. I thought so. Uh, so hearing Confusion live was really fucking cool. That was the first time Kyle and I had heard that live. So that's awesome. Um, and then For Whom the Bell Tolls played. Um, that's the other video Kyle and I are in. And then they played Halo on Fire live. Always great to see. Uh, and they played Last Caress. Like, I think. First time I had ever heard Last Crest live. And then Fuel. And then Moth in the Flame. And then um, after Moth in the Flame, um, during those songs beforehand, I had been trying my damnedest to get Lars's attention. Um, and three days before that, on a, on a post that Lars made about the shows, I said, I want to get a drumstick from Lars Ulrich. And he, re- he replied overnight, and I woke up to it. That said, hey bro, you're gonna be in any shows? I'll look out for you. Now, of course, I thought at the moment it's just like, yeah, it's just Lars replying and you know telling you to try to get a drumstick. Um, but in between Moth and the Flame and right before Sad but True, Lar- uh, Lars came over to us and he just crouched down. He was looking at us and he was talking to us. And he, and he was like, he was like, what the hell do you want me to do? He's like, he's like, he's over there talking. You know, like I can't drum because I was telling him, I was showing him like. Like I want a drumstick. I was trying to tell him I want a drumstick, and I was making like the hi hat motion with my hand. And, he, and then Lars comes over and he's just bantering a bunch of stuff to us. Um, and he was saying, "It's like, like, what the hell are you doing?" He's like, "He's like, he's talking. I can't drum while he's talking." And you know, like Lars does this with everybody. He just walks around. He'll crouch down and he'll just banter back and forth. Like at a previous show, I remember Lars told like the group that we were standing with to go home, jerk off, and go to sleep. Like, like he just does this shit. <laughs> um. So then after they played Sad But True, Lars is getting off stage and tossed me his drumstick. So that's why this is in my like one of my top three 
because I don't know if he did it on purpose, if he came through from his comment, or if I got incredibly lucky. But Kyle's right. I got a shoe up my ass with that. Um, a horseshoe, that is. Uh, um, but anyway, then after Sabatru, they played one puppet, spit out the bone, nothing else matters, and enter Sandman. So, incredibly memorable show. And thank God we were staying at a hotel so we didn't have to go right home after that. Otherwise, we might crash. Because that had happened before. Uh, yeah, it, 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 uh, that happened before. So we, we learned our lesson from that one time, right? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. But we were like, this was like, um, 10 or so years <laughs> after that. And we all were had nice jobs that we could afford that. So <laughs> anyway, um, great show, great time. Um, definitely memorable. Like, like Kyle said, I remember we were, we, we kept trying to get into Denny's too after that. And like all the Metallica fans had showed up already and they're like, two hour wait like fuck that so fuck that noise indeed um so as we get towards the end of our show we got some DC and a little bit of Marvel news this week um did you see this Kyle on a podcast Mr. Matt Reeves uh he was talking about Cloverfield um I think it's like an anniversary and then they just briefly talked about the Batman and he said he's writing the Batman sequel believe it'll tie into the penguin and then he made mentions of like the bat verse so it's just good to hear that you know there's work being done on the script and the story for the batman 2 obviously we all expect it to come and it'll be a highly anticipated sequel so where's your hype yeah and I'm, i i was reading about that uh you know that he was meeting with james gunn about about batman the batman and its application into you know, the James Gunn verse, right? So, I I don't know. I mean, in any case, like Batman is 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 always good to me. So, like, as as long as they don't like put nipples on his suit again and make him some like bitch, you know what I mean? Um, I'm I'm excited to see the follow up. For some reason, I feel like this the next one will just be totally different. I could see that, especially with James Gunn at the helm. Um. And being that it was like the first one was so dark and, and gritty, I think the, the it would be a good transition to, to change up the tone just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I see how this that Batman kind of alienated some fans, too, because I read comments and, and some people, it seems very polarized. It's like people either really, really loved it and said it was the best thing ever, or other people were like, I didn't get it, and it was boring, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, again, it's Batman, okay? So you didn't get the, you know, high intense action like you did in, like, Batman versus Superman, but you got more of a story. And it's, you know, it's, I give them credit. I give Matt Reeves credit. It's hard to reinvent a character that's been reinvented so many times. So I will always be in love with the theme that they made, uh, you know, the new Batman theme, which is just brilliant. And um, I, I don't want to wait. I mean, they should Spider-Man this shit. Every two years, we're getting a Batman movie. Okay, so Marvel can do it. So can you, DC. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm just not... I'm still a bit salty about Henry Cavill. I know we have some other news with Ezra, Ezra Miller, and that just like really makes me really salty. So yeah, I hope... Yeah, let's just get into that. So... I hope Henry Cavill, you know, I, I'm going to say this every podcast until we hear different. Like, I hope Henry Cavill gets some justice, you know, like, I hope that, uh, 
I wish they would just announce, like, you know, Henry Cavill's Superman is not totally done, right? Because um, that's what they've said virtually about every other member. I mean, we know that, um, what's his name? Uh, Ray Fisher is probably done. Jason Momoa is questionable. Gal Gadot is probably not done now. She's not Ezra done. Miller, I guess, is is going forward. What the shit is this? Yeah, he quietly, like, I only found this when I was looking for it. You know, you know, I'm shocked that these pages, at least I haven't seen it, the ones that I follow weren't plastering, plastering this all over the place. But Ezra Miller was found guilty of that burglary charge and, you know, not going to jail or anything and 90-day probation of $500 fee. You know, Ezra Miller's Was in, this recent? Yeah. Was this recent? Yeah, like a, like a couple days ago, maybe sometime this week. I mean, the, Jesus the, Christ. The, 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 the burglary wasn't recent. Like, that was one of the things that he was in trouble for and what, what everybody was on him for, you know, several months ago or whatever, part of the his problem. But he was just, he was finally found guilty on it. Oh, well, I mean, okay. Yeah, but it's, it's just like, so you're going to, look, I have no problem with you trying to, like, allow people second chances. Because it's what I've been saying to do for G- Gina Carano, and like, look, you, you DC, you're giving James Gunn a second chance. Marvel shouldn't have cut him like they did in the first place for old tweets, even though they're terrible, really bad jokes, but still old tweets. Like, whatever, you know, he's trying to. I, I, I don't, I don't, know, you know. Um, and truthfully, everybody else, right? Like now, there's there's people you cut ties with that makes sense, right? You know. Kanye West spouting what it's, he's spouting, like yeah, you might you might want to cut ties with that. So <laughs> it's funny because like when you watch some shows from like the seventies, eighties, and, and the nineties, like look at Married with Children. I mean, that show would never get aired today. And it's like, you know, back then, like nobody made a big deal about this, but for some reason now, anything that anybody says, like they get offended. Like if if I wrote a TV show and I said. People with blue shirts are stupid people. There would be a, a select group of people that would get offended and demand canceling the show. They'd be like, I really like blue shirts, and that offended me, and I need to see a therapist now. Is this the, Are these the same people who are saying that Avatar 2 lacks diversity? Probably. Like the people uh, who say blue people seen... representation is, is bad? I swear to God, go look it up, yeah. people. I don't feel like giving it a time of day, but go on, Kyle. Yeah, um, I still haven't seen Avatar two. I'm 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 on with Tom. I'm just gonna wait till Disney Plus. I don't want to give this movie money, and and maybe that's that's like shitty, but I genu- genuinely don't want to go see it. I just I'm not that I'm not that excited. I kind of keep forgetting that it came out. So, any and and Tom, <laughs> yes. to this day, this has been out for almost two months. I think. Mm. Have you heard anybody talk about it? No, like, I like not a month. One but no, person no, I didn't. I didn't talk about this film. Yeah. Like, remember when Endgame or Infinity War came out, and everybody was like, "Man, I couldn't get to wait to get to work after that." You know, to talk with like my buddies at yeah. work, yeah, like about you know, um, how great the movie was and everything. Yeah, like I haven't heard one person talk about this. Like, wow, that was a really good film, and blah 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 blah. Like, yep. nobody's saying that shit. Nobody. And I'm like, I'm in very invested in nerd geek culture. Nobody's talking about that. No. So. Yeah. It's it's kind I, of fizzled out a bit. It really like, has. Think about like Top Gun. And I'm actually like halfway through the newest Top Gun. I didn't see it in the theater. But 
Um, a lot of people talked about that. There was insane buzz. Like, people really enjoyed it. And, I mean, it made sense. Those, I mean, it was one of the highest grossing films of 2022. Yep. It made sense. This one is like, I don't know. It still, it, it still seems like it's a mystery to me. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, let's not let's not give it any more focus because uh let's not you know. stand on ceremony here. Um did, did you watch the Ant-Man 3 trailer? I did. I did. And um I mean, I'll go see it. Me too. But I'm going to see this of, in the theater. Some of the articles some of the articles I've seen over the past like, you know, um maybe a couple of months ever since Thor Love and Blunder is like there's a little bit of superhero fatigue. I you can kind of see that that some of these writers are just like, you know, they don't really care about the craft anymore or like putting much of a story. They're just like, meh, people like Chris Hemsworth as, as Thor. Why don't you like, you know, write a story where he like, you know, um, he goes to Bed Bath and Beyond and like he has a really riveting conversation about like a, you know, a duvet <laughs> or something like that. It'll be part of that'll be part of the story. Yep. And you know what I mean? It's like. You can kind of tell, like they just, they just don't care. Like you know, you could, one thing you could say, maybe the Batman wasn't for you, maybe it was like too too dark and serious. But one thing you can say about it is like the story, like you had to follow the story. It took some time, right? They took some time with the story. Like this wasn't your run of the mill superhero film. Like they they put time and effort. Just like you know, we could say the same thing about the Joker. Right, Joker film took time and effort. They put some thought into this thor and into this story. They're not, they're not really doing that, you know. They they really aren't, and that's. I think that Marvels, they need to like really revisit that like heavily, you know, to stop like just chucking out whatever, just so you can put it out as fast as possible. Like write a good story, you know, do something different. I mean. Ant-Man probably will be will be fine. It's not going to be a game changer, but none of the Ant-Mans are really game changers. I like Paul Rudd. My, uh, you know, the best Catwoman in the world in history was in it, is in it. Michelle Pfeiffer, fuck off, Tom. Um, so I, I I think it'll find it enjoyable. I'm, I hope that I'm proven wrong about um, whatever the fuck his name is. The new villain. Oh, Why can't uh, I think of his uh, name? Kang. Kang, yeah. You know what I'm secretly hoping? Like, I, I hope that he's just a pawn and that the real villain is like Doctor Doom because that would be that that Marvel, uh, if you're listening, Kevin Feige, which we know you are, that that would be an excellent, excellent big bad. Overall big bad, okay? If, this, if the real big bad wasn't Kang the Conqueror, whom nobody really knows or cares about, and, and Doctor fucking Doom... We would all have a renewed interest in in this. So yeah. please, please do that because Kang doesn't look like somebody who I'm afraid of. I should should <laughs> be afraid. Of. We'll see. Maybe maybe Quantum Mania changes our minds, but but we'll see. But I'm I, I am yep, going to I'm go open see to it. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go see in the theaters. Um, another Marvel project that has Sony attached to it, Madam Web, which I have like. I don't know. It's connected to Spider Man, so like I'm interested, but it's I, I just I don't know enough about Madam Web to care at this point. All all you or I know, or probably anybody else knows, is Madam Web is from the nine nineteen nineties Spider Man the animated series. 
So oh yeah, I, I mean she that. had a yeah. she had a like kind of a like big role in that. But other than that, I don't I don't see why this is necessary. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh, did we lose Kyle? Kyle, you there? I've been wrong. So, uh, Kyle, Kyle, sorry. We we had an infamous fourth mother box moment there. Um, could you give your thoughts again on on Madam Web? Oh, um, I was just saying that Madam Web doesn't seem like it's necessary, and we only know who Madam Web is because from the 1990s Spider-Man the Animated Series. And uh, but I would be open to be proving wrong because Guardians of the Galaxy proven me, yeah. prove, proved us wrong. Yeah. So I'll give I'll give Madam Web a chance. I mean, unless the trailer looks atrocious and. You know, I've I've been excited for movies, and then the trailers is, came out, and we're like, Ooh. is this Sony Marvel or Marvel Marvel? Sony, Marvel. I'm not sure where this falls. Sony Marvel. Oh, so that's gonna be bad. It's <laughs> gonna be bad because every every Sony Marvel, with the exception of like Tobey Maguire and you know, obviously Andrew Garfield, Spider Man, has has been terrible. <laughs> Tom Holland, Tom Holland's all three of his have been Sony too. Sony Marvel. Well, that's. Those are I don't know. That seems Tom Holland seems more Marvel, Marvel. Right, you but know what it's I mean? still Sony. Sony still has some say in that. You got to give him okay, credit. Well, they, at least they, there, yeah. they really fucking dropped the ball. Then, like seriously. And don't forget, the more the more we give them credit for those movies, the more it hurts Evan and his theory about No Way Home. So <laughs> that's the way we got to look at it. Uh, anyway, so we have. Finally, just two uh, last bit of news here. We have two trailers coming out. Um, the, uh, Pony Smash on Instagram, who is uh, I think it's Andy Samberg. I, I'm sorry if I'm saying his name wrong. Um, he confirmed that now. Now it's not like yesterday or today, but this month we're going to get our final trailer for Shazam Two. Um, I have a feeling they're going to reveal the Wonder Woman cameo in that trailer for some reason. I, I just have this feeling. It would be dumb, but I think the Think they'll show a Black Adam cameo? No, because he he doesn't want to be in it. Because Warner Brothers done pissed Dwayne the Rock Johnson off, but that's okay. We've already talked about that. But uh, and then uh, tomorrow during the NFC Wild Card game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, um, we are getting our final Mandalorian season three trailer. So a couple of big trailers coming. Thank up. God. Uh, I was going to ask you this question. Like in March, we have. Jedi Survivor and the Resident Evil 4 remake. Both both of these games look absolutely excellent. Um, I know where I'm gonna I'm gonna invest my money and in, in start first, uh, which obviously is Resident Evil 4. Oh, wow. I mean, you can't you can't blame me for that because it just. No. I mean, it's Res, it's Resident Evil 4. Okay? It's the best Resident Evil game ever. So, so it, I'm, I'm 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 with you. I understand. But that's the that's only because of that, and not saying that uh, I'm not super interested in in um, Jedi uh, Survivor. When does that book come out again? The ninth. I'm getting it March 9th. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. te- I'm gonna tear through it before it before uh, Survivor. Okay. Yeah. So are you gonna do Survivor first? Yes, thousand um, percent. You yep. probably have more of a invested uh, interest because of Jedi talk. I but do. yeah. Um, and we're going to live stream it um, over Twitch via. Uh, a Jedi talk, so that'll be fun. Okay. Don't watch. Well, that makes Because I know you'll want to play. So, um, anyway. Resident Evil 4 is a big game, too. Oh, so. my God. Enormous. I yeah. I might have to, like, you know, 
uh, high school this shit where I was just like, you know, double plague two games at once. Yep. Do you ever remember that? Like back in high school, like for for Christmas, you get like 40 video games and then you would like start playing one and then you'd like try another one. And yeah, yeah, I do remember three games at a time or something, some shit like that. Yeah. Sometimes I'd wait a few days and just try to like bang through the new Tomb Raider game or something and then go to Madden or something like that. So in any event, um, well, we are at the end of our rope today. Thank you for le- uh, taking all the time with us. Um, share your thoughts with us at Fourth Motherbox on Instagram about literally everything we talked about today. Um, we will regale you with more tales of our Metallica shows as we lead up to the release of 72 seasons. But you guys have been great. We've been the Fourth Motherbox. Kyle, as always, words of wisdom or just whatever you feel like saying today. Um, yeah, I have some words of wisdom. If, uh, if, if you ever have a feel the need to drink from a birthday cake mug, you might be a Karen.